The Yuletide TV podcast is hosted by three college friends trying to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. That quest can, at times, be frustrating, which is a nice way of saying that this show contains explicit content. We know that might get us placed on the naughty list, but better us than you. Name's Mike, right? So? Mike, I'm not going to fight you. I have a friend that believes this is the time of year where you put aside your differences and you make peace. Me? I don't believe in any of that. But I do believe in friendship. And as much as I hate you and the cast of Breaking, I have to ask myself, what would Shirley do? Welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast, the podcast where we try and find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. I'm Chris, and with me as always are my co-hosts Brian. Sup? And John. Up. Today I'm retaking control of the Christmas remote as we close out our first week of shows, all focusing on sitcoms. But before we get to that, I always like to check in with my co-hosts and see how they're doing. And I had one question for you guys, but you've already beaten me to it, and that's Sup! 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 <laughs> But honestly, we are uh, on Friday. It's the day after Thanksgiving. How were your Thanksgivings? Excellent. It was what every vegetarian Thanksgiving is. Eating beans. Mm. (laughs) What are you, on the set of Blazing Saddles? Jesus. No, you eat the green beans. Oh. That's all you you can eat. Brian, you you insensitive person. (laughs) Brian, you know, when you talk like that, it just makes me want to ask you one question. Is it sup? 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 <laughs> My neighbors are hating me right now. All this <laughs> clapping followed by sups. <laughs> Did you ever do a little uh, vegetarian chili at Thanksgiving, John? Uh, uh, no. I had, like, I will occasionally make, like, some, some sweet mushroom gravy. Okay. Then you can kind of kind of have, like, a little, like, little pseudo thing. Sometimes people cook for you if they want you to be included. Usually they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Usually they're just like, we got this turkey. Doesn't it look good? And then I'm like, not particularly. (laughs) And then it's just awkward for the next ever. Then everyone just starts saying, sup. 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 (laughs) Well, we hope everyone out there had a nice Thanksgiving. Uh, we hope you're having a nice Black Friday. Hope it's relaxing. Hope you're not killing yourself over retail deals, because, you know, why bother at this point, right? <laughs> Just don't. Just fucking don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I mean... Listen, man, you don't need a 12th TV. Just don't go outside on Black Friday. The deals aren't good. Just chill. No. Hang out. Yes. Hang out with us. Right? Hang out with us. Hang out with us. Work on undoing one more notch in your belt with some Thanksgiving leftovers. <laughs> yeah, and while you're doing that, you know, start kicking your uh, Christmas into high gear. I know that's not allowed yet, John. I know. Legally. I know. Legally. But uh, hopefully we got a good one for you today. I'm feeling good about it. I hope you guys are feeling good about it. No. Oh. oh. I, I am. Twist? Fine. Okay. I, I mean... I am, as the person who doesn't watch this, I am okay with it. So, (laughs) yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, stop being around the bush then and get to it. Uh, Today, we are wrapping up sitcom week. We watched Comparative Religion from Community. 
It's the 12th episode of the show's first season, and you can stream it on Hulu or Netflix if you want to watch it for yourself. But if you haven't had a chance, here's a little taste of what happened. Winter break is about to commence at Greendale, and the study group is prepping for their Spanish final. Shirley hands out What Would Baby Jesus Do bracelets to everyone, only to find out a little later that no one else in the group is Christian. Jeff and Abed cross paths with a bully, played by Anthony Michael Hall, and after being interrupted while taking the Spanish exam, Jeff agrees to fight him, much to Shirley's dismay. Jeff gets a brief bit of training from the rest of the male members of the group, while Shirley tells Jeff he's not invited to her Christmas party if he goes through with this fight. At Shirley's party, the group gets into an argument about the validity of their various beliefs before deciding that they want to go to Jeff's fight. And just as Jeff is about to engage, he sees the bracelet Shirley gave him and decides fighting isn't worth it, only to get sucker punched by his opponent. The rest of the group shows up, and after seeing that Jeff was willing to put their friendship before his pride, Shirley and the group join Jeff in his fight. The group is victorious and retreats to the study room to sing a secular carol and celebrates the end of the semester, as well as all of them passing Spanish. And that's how it's done. <laughs> yeah, jeez. I will I will stand on my summary, sir. I will not. I am going to try and live up to you, Chris. No, John, John, you did a good job. You did a good job, hey, John. Thanks, I, man. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah. fuck Brian. Aw, fuck. <laughs> Starting the episode in a hole. Let's see if you can dig your way out, John. Let's let's talk about this episode. Let's talk likes. Let's talk dislikes. Let's talk Christmasness. Let's talk accessibility. Okay. How are we feeling about this episode? Where do you guys want to begin? It had the right amount of Christmas, which is none, because it had secular holidays. Merry happy, everybody. <laughs> Merry happy is my favorite fucking thing. <laughs> Non-denominational Mr. Winter. <laughs> I love I love secular silent night as well that was that was pretty good at the end with the regular night (laughs) stuff i mean it's it's great because it's like the thing that is great about community which is you know it's a show i really enjoy and it works on so many levels and it's just so crammed full of stuff that works that it really lends itself to rewatching. And you can pick new things up each time you watch it. And so with this one, especially, it's like you have the secular stuff happening, which is like, yeah, isn't it dumb that people get upset about secular stuff? But it's also like, isn't it also crazy what degree we can take the secular stuff to? Like, and at that point, isn't even worth it? I think like the bit is that no one truly, truly cares about any of that stuff around Christmas. Like there is no war on Christmas, except by me. It's a solemn effort. But, yeah, and it's um... not the war you'd expect. <laughs> no, it's a it's a shadow war. It is. For sure. <laughs> uh... You just you're Don't... just waiting to raise up enough money to get that silent helicopter, aren't you? No, I've just been just been slowly attacking Christmas online through millions and millions of burners. <laughs> John John spends all year creating his burners, and then. Day after Thanksgiving, time to unload. <laughs> so one of the things that I was always too lazy to confirm, for some reason, for some reason, I never thought it was Anthony Michael Hall guest starring in this episode. Anthony Michael Hall? Or is that another guy? Anthony Michael Hall. Who's Dexter? 
Oh, yes. Their names are similar. And <laughs> I don't know. And I, I sympathize with this mix-up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that is... That's Michael Seahall. Michael, Michael Seahall. Yes. Wait, totally different. Different different guys. Different, different absolutely. Anyway, for some reason, I never thought, like, oh, man, that's they got a really nice Anthony Ma- Michael Hall kind of lookalike here. Or uh, is that a, is that Anthony Michael Hall? But even though my phone was already in hand, I never looked it up. So thank you, Chris, for finally confirming that that was indeed Anthony Michael Hall in the episode. Well, I think it's tricky because, like, his age and the mustache and, I mean, the costume <laughs> all, like, you wouldn't think it's the same guy from The Breakfast Club. <laughs> yeah. I, as a dude who went to a community college near to the up yeah that guy's for sure real (laughs) (laughs) my whole life is a gym (laughs) (laughs) that guy is just still there probably (laughs) i i think his underrated line in the whole episode was him talking about going to applebee's and getting in a fight anyway (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was that's oh man they're just they're and we were texting about this a little bit before we recorded this but there are so many jokes in this episode this is i think easily the funniest episode we have watched on this podcast at all well it's also lined with a lot of iconic community moments in just one episode right for some reason i never i i didn't remember it correctly because it's been a while since i watched it but where they're prepping for the fight and Shirley comes in and just uh, Troy right off the bat is like, oh, no, we're just helping Jeff with the fight. <laughs> I thought that was a completely different episode. And there's just uh, the level nine laser lotus stuff. It's just all heat. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of great groundwork. And this is, you know, the, the first season of Community is a little rough. Like it's a little shaky in its hits and misses. And this, I think, for the most part, is a, is a hit, and it, it kind of starts to find its groove in the back half of this first season. Uh, and you really start to see it here. You have the cast really clicking. You have the writing sharpening up. And I, I think the one part where maybe it doesn't work is, not even that it doesn't work, but it d- doesn't work as well as it could, is the kind of crux of the episode, which is this culmination in the study room where they're all arguing about going to see jeff's fight i think they handle stuff like that better but i don't think they were quite ready to handle it at this stage of the game i mean christmas is truly about throwing hands (laughs) so (laughs) i'm sorry that shirley didn't want them soup them soup cans thrown but should have knew the true meaning of christmas yeah soup cans for a first date baby jesus would have mixed it up (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i'm pretty sure i i I think i remember a passage in the bible about baby jesus looking for a tillies (laughs) (laughs) a little bit of tilly time a little bit of a little bit of a find a donny (laughs) brook yeah it it did go full donny brook it did go full hands it It was an all hands scrap and that is the second time in this season the first time of two times where Jeff gets his ass handed to him because he tries to go the respect route. <laughs> you ne- never respect a man with gym shorts over sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> you see that you go after him. 
I like that it wasn't just a Donnybrook, but a dancing Donnybrook, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that, for me, the funniest part of the episode, and I am very not familiar with Community, so I'm sorry for stepping on your point, Chris, uh, because, like, I just don't... I'm not familiar enough with the show. I thought this sure. was fun. Uh, I do really love the... Um, the character is like to be the the token blonde like liberal college girl character just being Britta. like fighting is yeah fighting you is, really Brit that is, description yeah whatever <laughs> uh like that fighting is gay and as a person who used to who used to do that shit for money fighting's pretty gay um <laughs> <laughs> and then like the dudes like rip their shirts off and like start like break dance fighting at them and she's like, come on. <laughs> you you got to be punking me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's a famous quote from like the early days of MMA from a uh, from a Swedish guy. And he's like, I looked at my life. And at the end of the day, I've realized I've spent more time in between men's legs than my girlfriend's. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and that's and, why this podcast comes with a warning at the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know what, Joachim Hansen, you're right. <laughs> so john you mentioned you have spent some time in the community college environment and yeah. outside of anthony michael hall's character would you say this is a fairly accurate representation or kinda <laughs> it's not like like so uw schools work where there's like you can go like right to like the big college or you can go to like a two-year school and now they've kind of changed since i've been there but like then you can do it for really cheap and after I fucked up at St. Norbert, our shared alma mater, I, I had to go to two-year school to, to be a good boy for a while. And yeah, like you'll just get kind of like all sorts of like, especially like the more adult students, like you're just going to get all sorts of fucking weirdos. And it kind of owns, and especially the area <laughs> where I went having kind of like a notorious history with like some sketchy drug problems you get a lot of people kind of fresh out of the can <laughs> and and i that group of the breakdance fighters i was like oh those are the guys i went to school with that sold heroin <laughs> <laughs> and also he dresses like my high school wrestling coach this guy this guy's right on <laughs> did anybody staple anything to their forehead though uh no but i'm like i'm down Subscribe to our subscribe to our OnlyFans. I'll do that for you. <laughs> but someone did once assault you for a winter doodle, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You get in. You got got in a tilt over a winter doodle. Is a winter doodle a, a non secular snickerdoodle? And if so, is a snickerdoodle like Christian? I I think the winter doodle was just made up because it sounds funny. Right, because like I'll I'll fuck up a snickerdoodle right now. Oh my god, I'm surprised we're not fucking up snickerdoodles as we speak. <laughs> now, Brian, I want to shift over to you, and I may be off base here, but you do identify as agnostic still, or no? Oh, I sure do, and I love that part every time I watch it. <laughs> I love it for two reasons: how confidently he says it. And he just does that like open arms kind of smile like, hey, uh, and then how quickly everybody boos him and throws shit in his face. <laughs> I was I was going to say, how do you feel about being a lazy man's atheist? <laughs> and also, why are you not bringing more of your winning smile to this podcast? Because uh, it is an audio format. <laughs> in, in, People can hear the difference, Brian. Brian, have you ever been Brian? Have you ever been punched in the face? 
Uh, it has been a while, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, as long as you've been punched once. Yeah, I got punched in the face on the back of a bus on a field trip one year, and I had braces, and it sucked. (laughs) Did I ever tell you guys the story about how there was one guy in my grade school who was convinced the reason I disliked him was because he punched me in the face once in kindergarten, and I have no recollection of that happening? I'm like, (laughs) that's how fucking good he lit you up, brother. I'm like, no, I just don't like you because you suck. I, <laughs> See, I, I, not to ever echo a point Chevy Chase makes, because I th- he's kind of not it's a, a good It's a dangerous, not dangerous a good road. Yeah, especially like his cult character. <laughs> tells them. I, I loved, I loved most of his jokes in this, but like, I actually am a big proponent that everyone should be hit in the face. Just so you know that that's a yeah. thing that can happen to you. So like when you like when you start to say something that's like a real shithead thing, your brain has memory that like someone can just like drop me here, huh? And then you like stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's 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 healthy to have been hit in the face. Shoshana and I during quarantine have been watching this show called Alone, which is a reality show where they drop people in the wilderness and literally the only goal is to survive as long as possible and in the first season this guy repeats the mike tyson line which is everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face and every season after that that is like the mantra and i'm like we should find a better person to have a mantra from than mike tyson i think my personal mike tyson quote that i try to live by is that i'm gonna destroy him i'm gonna eat his children um so if you're gonna go with the mike tyson quote i don't know why we don't go with that one the everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth he like loses that fight and that's from like late cocaine years mike tyson quotes not not good mike tyson (laughs) if we're talking about mike tyson quotes then my favorite is not kith (laughs) not kith (laughs) but well that's not even i mean yeah mike tyson is attributed in this situation having said it but that's based off of like other sayings that are very similar like the navy's gotta like you know every plan works until you know the first casualty or something like that like there's there's other versions of that saying i think have existed before mike tyson right i would presume he's not an overly clever man (laughs) <laughs> so I'm sure he heard it from someone and then like was like I can adapt that and give a good interview <laughs> <laughs> I will sell so many tickets to this Evander Holyfield fight <laughs> alright I, I kind of want to pivot real quick and talk about how how strong an episode this is for almost every character here like everybody's got a series of jokes that hit hard you know whether it's troy saying uh i got hit in the face once and at first i was like oh no and then i thought this is gonna be a story (laughs) (laughs) and a good one yeah right (laughs) to abed yelling he's my bodyguard (laughs) he's defending my honor i did enjoy the in my day you'd go out and get hammered and fondle a girl and get punched by a republican (laughs) (laughs) yeah like everybody's got a moment and it's awesome yeah it's 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 an interesting part in the show where like again they're 
kind of midway through this first season and they're starting to find the rhythms and the, and the balance is really there and kind of to what John brought up, which is that Chevy Chase is a terrible person. It's like, it's kind of before he became super obnoxious and, and a hindrance to that show. So he still gets like some good, some good laughs and, and the character doesn't play as much of a parody of himself as it, as it later becomes. <laughs> Yeah, that was going to be my next point, too, is that this is a hard episode to dislike Chevy Chase. Yeah, I mean, his character here is, you know, supposed to be a very out-of-touch old man, and he plays that well, Mm -hmm. and the Laser Lotus stuff is still very funny (laughs) because it's so ridiculous. (laughs) Just by asking me this question, you've dropped me four levels. (laughs) <laughs> i love his like oh where do i put my my buddha incense burner I'm pretty sure that's a bong <laughs> yep uh. well and i i like the way the other characters like play off of him too where i think at one point he's teaching jeff how to fight and he's like what do you want to hit like a north korean seamstress and jeff is like not if that's a bad thing <laughs> it's like yeah very very could easily be a compliment in some cultures <laughs> Also, like, I'm sure there's some, like, reasoning for it in terms of stage, but, like, hey, man, like, Joe McHale, don't punch things with your shoulders that way. You're going to dislocate your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, John, can you, can you break that down for us? He just, he just kept his elbow really far inside and threw, like, kind of like a karate punch, but then still turned his hand over. So it's, like, a really unnatural, like, motion. Like... If you want to throw like a boxing one, like you kind of like let your shoulder come in line with your hand and like away from your head. So your shoulder like slides towards your face and he threw his like shoulder without moving it towards his center line with kind of like a flat stance. Like you would see like a little kid learning karate and like punching, but then he like turned it over like he was boxing and it just, it just looked awkward and weird. This gets a zero out of zero out of 10. Zero out of ten breakdown. Anthony Michael Hall throws better punches. Chevy Chase throws the best punch in the in the episode. Ten out of ten. <laughs> Chevy Chase with the punch. Looks like he's hit a person before. Probably has. Probably yeah, yeah. Hey, come on, it's Chevy Chase. He, you know he Bill is. Murray. <laughs> oh yeah, he hit Bill Murray. Oh, it, like there's a like famous urban legend about Saturday Night Live where Chevy Chase came back to host and he like got into a fist fight with Bill Murray. Dude, nice. Chevy Chase is like a big dude <laughs> for that. Like, isn't he like a six five guy? Oh yeah, I mean he's oh, very he's lanky tall. and now he's now he's got some some added weight behind him. Oh dude, fuck that. Don't don't bully Bill Murray. He seems like a like a delight. Bill Murray's from like North Chicago suburbs. He's soft as shit. Don't punch him. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you're from Buffalo Grove, like Schaumburg, Naperville, I'll throw hands with you on site. You can, you can <laughs> find find me. I'm I'm so confident it'll go well. <laughs> John, I was I actually was born in Naperville. Great. Let's good, good, <laughs> thing, good thing we're recording this virtually. <laughs> Offer stands. for making me watch that Arrested Development episode and remembering it wasn't as good as I thought. (laughs) (laughs) It ruined my memory of it. (laughs) I thought it was better. Did you guys find the Muslim jokes in poor taste are funny? Or both? Well, I'm trying to remember what they were. Because, like, most of them came from Chevy Chase. Well, the one from Shirley 
with the like oh i brought you this traditional muslim dish which no one googled to like find what like a ramadan dish would be whatever <laughs> whatever i'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna critique that and she's like oh as a woman i assume i won't be allowed to eat this i get why that could be considered in poor taste but because she demonstrates growth later in the episode yeah i think i think the joke the jokes there are more that oh this person is incredibly ignorant than like isn't this culture weird in that respect i guess that's a good point yeah i i i thought for the most part you know this stuff in this episode aged pretty well i mean yeah i think similar to the cult like those jokes i mean like the gay stuff could kind of go either way of like do we even need to make jokes like this anymore yeah but I, I thought for the most part, I mean, most of the humor in this is incredibly solid, not to beat a dead horse. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's fun. It was a funny episode. I had a lot of fun watching it. Like, if I could say, like, the person I thought was least funny was Ken Jong, who's funny. Oh, see, <laughs> so. I, I, I was actually just about to say the opposite, where I was like, I really thought he was good in this episode, where in later seasons, they really either overuse him or really don't know how to use him where here he was just like just the right amount and just like everything like i'll allow it is another like just killer classic line to me from this show and then also just when jeff is taking the exam and he's like saying one of the questions out loud and he's like true or falso or none of the above and then they just cut to his grin on his face (laughs) (laughs) I had a professor uh, at the college I went to who was relatively that checked out, and he and he ruled. <laughs> I loved him. Big shouts to Alan Lurst. But, like, <laughs> like, where he's just, like, straight couldn't imagine caring. Just, like, <laughs> just like I, I had dreams of being Faulkner, and now I grade community college essays. I don't know. You all pass. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I'm going... Except he was like into wind sailing. So yeah, I'm going wind sailing. Hmm. <laughs> wind sailing. It's a UPS hobby, dude. They're about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what are you gonna do? Yeah. Go sailing, I guess. If you're fucking soft, needing a whole boat, <laughs> you just need the board. Just need the board, baby. You, you give me a door, <laughs> and I will sail. You give me a door and a and a sheet, and I'll have the time of my life. <laughs> I don't know. He's I don't find Ken Jong typically enjoyable. Like he's just not my cup of tea. But I had fun with him here. He was he was yeah. cool. Well, you know, to Chris's point, it's just the right amount. Yeah. Just you know, he's a uh, he he can't be he can't be the steak, he can be the coleslaw. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, less less is more. Yeah. Allison Bree can be 10 steaks. She rules in this episode. Oh, Very yeah. funny. Absolutely. And I would I would say this isn't even like a great episode for her over the course of the show. Like this, she has she has some great lines here, don't get me wrong, but they're much better displays of how good a character Annie becomes later in the run of this show. Yeah. I still think that one of the best things that ever happened in this show and thank god it happens repeatedly is her screaming in dread whenever somebody fails a class or something academically (laughs) bad happens to her oh man that's just it's always going to give me a chuckle 
<laughs> is she does she become the the love interest or does blonde girl become the love interest yes gal yeah well, you go jump <laughs> good for you it's, a, it's again a thing the writers never quite figured out <laughs> right to quote childish gambino in a later episode is there anything you didn't win that day it's <laughs> it's good i forgot about that john i want to go back to you for a minute though because i think we have an opportunity to hit on one of my favorite things to talk about which is accessibility of this episode which is if you're new if you never watched community before how easy is this to jump into and i think you are the person least well versed in this show so i mean were you able to follow it decently well yeah, dog, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Homeboy's got it. Homeboy's got to pass Spanish. They're having some California Christmas. Sorry, California winter. California winter. The wildest thing about this show is I think it actually is supposed to take place in Colorado. What? Oh. What? Okay. Yeah, I think if you look up, I think if you look up the trivia for this, I I do like I did like that line at the beginning. The it's like the first joke in the episode when the dean is doing the announcements and he's like, "We're getting ready for winter break. Some of you will travel as far as three miles to go home." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was uh, when I was at community college, they were. Because it is part of like the UW system, they were like looking to establish a dorm, and oh, they're right. like, "If we if we make dorms, would you like?" There's like a thing that like was like passed around, and because I was like 21 in a shithead, they were like, <laughs> "If we made a dorm, would you live in it?" And I'm like, "I live 15 miles away, and no, like, <laughs> I'm old." <laughs> like, I do like that there is an episode later in this show's. Or maybe it's earlier where they do like an episode of what it's like to live in the dorms at a community college. And uh, that's a pretty good episode, too, where Jeff moves in with Abed. The only thing that this episode is missing, in my opinion, is more Dean, because I think he's just such a great character in the show. And to not have him running around as Mr. Winter more uh, just seemed as like a disservice. I only know him because he looks very similar to the NBA commissioner. So people use him in memes sometimes on NBA Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think for him here, again, it's it's a little bit like less is more. And he becomes, I think at this point, he's still technically just a guest character. I don't think he's part of the main cast until uh. later seasons. But I think you get that sense here of like, why he becomes a cast member later because he is such like a good presence to have in the show and not exactly a foil but just someone to kind of interrupt the lives of our main characters i also did like in this episode that unlike most tv shows where they try and do christmas episodes and pretend it's christmas even though they don't air on or often very that close to christmas that they're like it's december 10th (laughs) <laughs> over like just i like that bit because that's that's the date this episode aired was december 10th and they're oh, just nice. like okay it's not it's not christmas yet okay it's just december 10th we're not <laughs> get over yourself <laughs> i did quite enjoy that a lot because i hate any work holiday party or school holiday thing it's like no just please don't make us do this <laughs> well and i think it kind of goes to like the overall 
theme of this episode, which is to a little bit like kind of get off your high horse to to a degree. And it's and that and that applies to everyone. I think it's like no one is better than anyone. You know, we're not no holiday is better than other holidays. Like you can enjoy celebrating what you want to celebrate without being a jerk about it and still be accepting and tolerant of other people's. And I think that December 10th idea kind of feeds into that where it's like, okay, maybe we don't need Christmas to be this big, huge thing. Like maybe Christmas can just be Christmas, which is not necessarily an idea I subscribe to, but (laughs) (laughs) Christmas is kind of whatever, like as a non Christmassy dude, I'm cool with you partying on it, I suppose. But yeah, there's a lot of people who, Chris, who like to be like, I I take that back. Chris is actually super cool with me and Christmas. But like, there are people who like (laughs) refuse to let you not be happy it's Christmas. And it's like, they they will surely you. They'll surely you so hard. (laughs) Yeah, the only Christmas thing I make you do is this podcast. Other than that, and I let you say derogatory things about christmas on here so absolutely you know yeah (laughs) keep it up bud and i like i can't even say a negative thing about christmas in this episode because they really didn't give me space to (laughs) other than they they said it all for you (laughs) yeah they really handled it for me well and good for them and that's the nice accessible thing about this episode too is that while it is yes a christmas episode it's still really accessible and it's not it's Christmas without being Christmas because it center, centers around a fight, and that's nice. I'm sorry, Brian. I'm sorry. That's what? Nice. I think you mean, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the weird, only thing that's like just jarring about this episode is that Donald Glover becomes Donald Glover. <laughs> but <laughs> It's almost like he's a completely different person in Absolutely. his early episodes. But that's like that's his humor. Like that's like what he was for most of his his time. He's just happened to also be good at freestyling, you know, and like made a couple mixtapes and then had like everything blow up for him. But like he was just like a UCB guy, you know. Oh yeah, but like you take him and compare like the character of Troy to the character he's playing in Atlanta, and it's just like, how are these the same person? It's wild. Like. Guy's got range. <laughs> it's just like he he would never do something where he would take himself like not like he takes himself so seriously now. And like, yes, he puts a lot of like importance on what he's doing. And I don't think he could be doing doing bits like this where he's because like the fight line is hilarious. Like, and Which like stuff line? like <laughs> the, I wanna, the one you talked about where it's like, fight. Oh, where you fight. <laughs> well that and the forest whitaker eye which is one a funny line but two just great physical comedy in the expressiveness of his face doing that and like you immediately are like oh yeah i know what you're talking about yeah and he's stuck with it for so long too he's he's like a super physical comedian like he was like before he became like the guy who made this is america like he was like a super physical comedian like mystery team is a lot of like physical comedy bro bros whatever the one the youtube video that got famous for him that would not probably be okay now so i don't even <laughs> yeah, want to quote the, it the, the bro one well even in this show too he's very animated you know like he is 
not necessarily in this episode in particular, but in this show, he does like a lot of flailing and running and jump, mm-hmm. like jumping around. Like he's he's a very hyper character at times. Which again, yeah, just guy's got range. He can do it all. You know, and I think something that points to his character that when he is you know doing his physical comedy that I think uh, makes it even funnier for his character is that he does it very uh, femininely. And he he doesn't just kind of like lurch around the room. He'll prance, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, and he'll. It's great. The way he handles himself is just phenomenal. Watch yep. the clip where they chloroform a janitor, and you'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, or oh. the clip where his grandma comes and uses a switch on Britta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that one too. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're running out of steam a bit because uh, if you don't know this podcast, if you're just joining us for the second season, uh, when we like stuff, we have less to talk about. Yeah. It's weird how that works. It's tough. (laughs) It gets hard out there. It does. But that means we can jump right to our final judgments. And by right, I mean you've already listened to this for 40 minutes or so. And so we are going to give it one of our patented Christmas ratings, which is calling it a Christmas classic, a pair of socks, or a lump of coal. Can I make a suggestion? Sure, John. Okay. Um, I think it would be not fitting of this episode to call it a Christmas classic, and instead suggest we, if we are to give it that rating, that it be a secular spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man, I want to be really stringent about adhering to the, the ratings, format. but that's too damn good to not okay. agree to. Okay, well, since I've gotten <laughs> approval from the high courts, uh, this is this is a secular spectacular for sure. It was if yeah. you're uh, if you are being forced to watch Christmas stuff and you're like me, this is a a good one to like watch with someone who wants to watch a Christmas episode of TV. It'll get you out of watching a Hallmark movie for an hour if you're in one of them relationships, you know? There, there you go. Secular spectacular. <laughs> Brian? I agree with John. You know, every Mr. Winter that I talked to gave this two thumbs up, so it is a uh, secular spectacular. Or is it secular spectac... What? Secular John, spectacular. You, you, you got it. Yeah, you got it. You right. nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. If you could, if you could do like an, if you have a better s alliteration, I'm willing to to let you have it. I I don't. No, I'm okay. I, I'm not even gonna try, John. You you nailed it. Hey, thanks. You got the alliteration and the mouth sounds. It's it's all good. <laughs> yeah. There's there's no other way to call it but a secular spectacular. I mean, you know what it it's maybe not super focused on christmas but i think it'll still give you some christmas feels you got a group of people coming together in the end and sharing some nice warm moments with each other which is is a great thing to get out you got some snow you have some carols you have uh, a lot of jokes which again funny easily easily i think the funniest episode we have watched on this podcast and i think that carries it a lot of the way and I think, yeah, you can jump into this really easily. Like, even if you don't have a lot of or any knowledge of this show, I think this is a pretty easy episode to dive into because there isn't a lot of baggage that comes with it. Mm-mm. So, yeah, Dan Wynn's really funny in it. So you got that, you know, if you're coming from other media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow, we do have a lot of overlap this season. I keep finding another just little connection. I mean, we got... You can't tell them, Chris. 
Well, we know we already drafted, didn't we? We already, we already. Oh, yeah. We uh, also we had the Russo brothers have that credit on this. I don't know if oh, you guys yeah. caught that at the yeah. beginning, but Russo brothers again and a much much better outcome. So hey hey, look at that. Three episodes in, two rough ones to start, but consensus and positive consensus in the third episode we're already doing better than last year uh oh look my name is chris i made a draft pick and it was a good one so oh, hey, buy, yeah. buy me a winter doodle because my draft picks are so much better than brian and john's i'm gonna take the reins back you know and i'm gonna show them how it's done chris meet me outside by the meet me by the bike rack chris hey your words not mine your words not mine. <laughs> meet me by the bike rack <laughs> which one <laughs> the one by the dumpsters not the one up front well I'll see you there at three but until then that's gonna do it for sitcom week next week we're switching it over to dramas and brian is gonna be back leading things off brian do you want to tell the good people or remind them if they didn't listen to our draft episode what we're going to be watching. We're going to be watching an episode from the first season of Alias. I believe the episode is called Spirit? Yes, it is. Yeah, as in, I guess, the spirit of Christmas. Uh, April and I have been rewatching Alias in quarantine. And yeah, this one's got a real loose connection to Christmas, which means I'm going to love talking about it. So here we go. <laughs> Dive in feet first, boys. I'm excited to watch my probably my least favorite actress ruin something. <laughs> and she gets to be the lead. She gets to be the main reason oh, it's ruined. Oh, front and center. Just, front and center. Just bringing those C-minus chops out there. Good for you, Jennifer. Good for you. <laughs> oh, going from Donald Glover to Jennifer fucking Garner. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh. Well, in the meantime, enjoy the weekend, and if you have a chance, you can always rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast to stay tuned to all our holiday watching and reviewing that we're going to be doing from now until Christmas Day. You can also reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at TV or email us at YuletideTV at gmail.com, and yeah, just let us know how we're doing. You know, last year we made a really big deal about making john's mom happy yeah. with the reviews we did a moderate job on that but we can always do better and you know john's in need of a christmas gift so if he's like hey here are a hundred reviews of my podcast where everyone says i'm amazing i think she'd really love that i can't i can't do another christmas sleeping outside in the snow for being a disappointment guys <laughs> please <laughs> yeah i'm begging you Please, please help this poor boy. Yeah. But if he is out there on Christmas, then you can bet your ass we'll, he'll stream it on his OnlyFans. <laughs> Damn right. That's our new Patreon. That's our new joke, guys. I hope you enjoy it this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> Should not have encouraged this beforehand. You dug this grave yourself. Okay, well, until next time then, I've been Chris. I have been Brian. I am John. Thanks for listening. We're glad you're still alive. Good luck on finals. Have fun. Oh, normal night. Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com and Joy to the World provided by freexmasmp3.com.